Hello, all. Welcome to Kim Unity Solutions Podcast, where we inspire employees and entrepreneurs to improve their workplace culture by sharing real life work experiences that produce practical and unifying solutions. Keyword unifying solutions. I am your host, Kim the SME. I am so happy you are here to join me today. I hope you all have had a wonderful week, a wonderful weekend, and now it's time to get into this episode. Today I'm going to be talking about the right way. There is a right way. Have you ever asked for something to be done in a specific manner or a specific way? Is there something that you are very, very particular about? Or maybe you're on the other side of that spectrum where something has been asked of you to do. And the person that you have to submit it to or the person who is requesting it has these defined goals and specifics and requirements laid out for you. Is that frustrating for you? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. There is a right way. Now, what does right mean? If you're if you are familiar with this podcast, you understand that I always go into the definitions first so that we are all on the same page from the outset. So when I looked it up, I used the Merriam-Webster dictionary as well as the Oxford and the Oxford. Well, both of them have right in four different ways. So it can be an adjective, an adverb, a verb or a noun. So the noun is something that you have interest in. Like you have rights to this. We're not discussing that today. We're not discussing the verb to restore to a normal, to, to right a wrong. Okay. What we are discussing today is what is the proper way of doing something? What is the preferable way of doing it? What is the best way of doing something, which is the adjective? Can there be two right ways or more than one right way? Absolutely. Absolutely. In my opinion, what is the right way? The right way is how I asked you to complete it. How I asked you. Because there's a reason for my ask. There's an end result that I'm expecting at the end. Can your way supersede that? Absolutely. And that is preferable. It it would be great if your way of doing something was better than mine. And I'm sure many would agree. But it has to be in all aspects. I don't want it to be done just in a more efficient manner. And the end result is not as good. It needs to cover all bases. So yes, there is a right way. There are multiple ways of doing it. But it, it has to meet the end result. The purpose of the request has to be met. Is there anything in your life that you require that needs to be done in a specific way? Maybe it's washing clothes. Do you wash your clothes all together with your darks and your whites and your reds and all your rags and your cleaning supplies? Or do you separate them? For me, the right way to do that is to have darks, lights, whites, lights, 
because there's a purpose for that. I don't want my whites to have a tint of red. I like my whites washed on hot while everything else is on cold so they don't shrink. I want my whites to be more sterilized. I use bleach or, or Clorox. The same with my rags, but I don't want them intertwined. You see that? Yes, you're made your way. They may all be clean, but not to the extent of what I'm requesting. There are more variables. There are more end results than I am expecting after the end of my wash. It may sound petty to you. I understand, but there are certain things that you want done the right way. If you are from a military family or had a military parent, there was a certain way they wanted you to make up that bed. My father was in the military, and so I totally understand. At the time, it was frustrating. I didn't want to make my bed that way. But as I've gotten older, I realized that is the best way. That is the right way for me. I don't want my feet hanging out at the end. It has to be tucked. I need that triangle on the side. I need that scoop and that flop. Those of you that understand, understand. There are right ways to do things. Have you ever had to ask someone to do something again after they didn't follow directions? Like, what was that conversation like? Are you, which side are you on? I've been on both sides and I, I will be talking about that. Details matter. Details matter. So we can talk about the personal side of wanting things done the right way. I know that I called a new housekeeper for the first time. And before I signed any kind of contract or made any payment, I wanted to make sure they could meet my requests. They could meet my demands, my options. I, I matter of fact, they weren't options. but they had requirements that I needed to be met. I need them to be able to use my own mop and my own vacuum. I don't want germs or whatever that was on their mop from another home brought into mine. There's certain things that we all can be very particular about, and that's okay. You can talk about me all you want. You can, you know, Say I'm nitpicky or say I'm um, messy or, or petty, but those are my standards. And my standards may not appeal to everyone else, may not apply to everyone else, but that is my request. And so I make that known up front when I'm on the phone with them. I say, hey, you know, do I have, do they have to use their own um, tools? And utensils, or can they use mine? Oh, they can use mine. Okay, great. So now we can move to the next thing. How do they clean the bathrooms in the kitchen? I don't want the same rags for both. There's certain standards that I have for certain things. And I may be more lax in other areas where you're not. But it's just important to be mindful of what is being requested and not to be so quick to get angered or to get upset or to have this all out, you know, back and forth about, you know, what's right and um, how was it done? And 
didn't meet expectations. It's, it's always best to have this identified up front. This conversation should be had in the beginning. In the beginning to make sure that who you have chosen can meet those specifications. Is willing to change or, or do whatever it takes to meet those guidelines. Right. And can do it in the timely fashion that you're expecting it. Those are all important variables. Why is it important to, to have that conversation up front? It's important because it cuts down on, on delays. It increases efficiency. It guarantees that you are going to have the job done right for the first time or close to it. It confirms you have the right person for the right job. It saves you time on the front end. And also, it gives everyone the ability to ask questions, to provide further insight, to provide recommendations. There could be ways to enhance whatever was requested at the very beginning. So everyone's on the same page. But see, what happens is in personal life and in professional is that we take on tasks, but we are given tasks and there's shortcuts that are being made. We choose to take shortcuts and then that end result is not what is expected. Yes, it may look good on the surface level, but it causes problems down the road. And that's what we need to avoid. And I'm speaking on this just because of you know, things that I've experienced recently. And there's always ways to avoid it. But you have to be open-minded. Now, I've been on the other side as well. I have made mistakes. I have taken those shortcuts at work thinking that I was actually improving something. So intentions matter. I thought I was improving something. But in the end, it created more work. I'll never forget, I was working, it was for a government agency. And I was given this SOP and I learned it and I was working it. And then I was, as I was doing it, I was saying, oh, okay, well, this step isn't needed. I can combine them into two. Right? So the work is still getting done. The output is still getting done. But after I left that, and I was getting all kinds of accolades about how well I was doing and um, I, I expressed to them, you know, how I was getting the work done in a, in such a timely manner and how I was able to improve that, um, the completion rate, right? And everybody was all happy at the time. Then I left that position and a friend of mine took it over and I moved on to another, another company. And I stayed in touch with that friend and she said, girl, you don't know how much work you have caused me. I am over here you know, um, making up all this work, um, doing the part that you actually skipped because the part that you skipped is something necessary for another department. And I felt so bad. I felt so bad, but because I had great intentions, it's not like I was being sneaky and just trying to get out of work early or anything of that nature. I am always looking to improve processes. 
And that's is, that is what I thought I did. But I was unaware of how my role impacted other roles, how my output fed into other databases. So as always, like I told you at the very beginning, I'm always speaking from my experiences. So yes, there is a right way. Yes, people do want to make shortcuts. And it's not always for your detriment. Many times they have great intentions, but what happens is they don't understand the full realm of how their work impacts other people or what the end result should be. Just like art or designs, when I ask for a design to be made for my business, it was beautiful. But there was several things that I didn't know I needed. So the design was perfect. I had to use that design and send it to somewhere else to be placed on a shirt. But the problem was the specifics were wrong. The file type was wrong. They gave it to me in a JPEG file that should have been a PNG. Well, what's the difference, Kim? Why, why does that even matter? A PNG file makes the design be able to move, be moved onto different colors. It can be moved to different backgrounds. So it's just the design that is being moved is not the entire thing. So let's say you had a butterfly made and the background was purple. But you want it on a yellow shirt. You don't want that butterfly with the purple background transferred onto that shirt. You just want the butterfly. And so, yes, while the two designs look exactly the same, there are specifics. There are requirements. You have to have the end use in mind. What is it being used for? It's not just for the design that needs to be made. What are we going to do with it? So just as we speak about it on our personal level regarding things that we want done the right way, we also have to talk about it on the professional aspect. So it has nothing to do about being a, someone being a control freak. So if you're in the workplace and you just can't stand your manager, you can't stand your supervisor or your lead because they're making things more difficult. They're making you take extra steps. You never know why those extra steps are needed. And so because of my experiences and how I saw that I had messed up, I made sure going forward that, okay, before I make any changes, I need to make sure I understand how my work impacts other departments, how it impacts people in my team, how this information is transmitted, you know, down the line. And I was in the accounting field. So it's very important that, you know, what I do continues through the flow, the data flow that is expected. And this is just one simple way that we can eliminate confusion and disagreements in the workplace. This is all what it's about. 
because what we do in the workplace is what we do outside of it. And my, my main goal is to identify issues and challenges that's in the workplace that can be changed and applied outside of the office walls. The environment that we create in the workplace permeates outside of it. It travels with you. So all of that energy that you have that you're unhappy with, it travels with you home. It travels to your customers and your vendors and how you deal with people on the phone. How you deal with people at home. And so it's just something to be mindful of. Yes, there is a right way. And yes, there is a way to improve that. And so it's important that we all are mindful of who we have chosen, what we have requested, and what the end result is. And, and please understand me when I tell you that just because you've been asked to do something, Think about it like this. What if it's about your dream? What if you are making requests or you're trying to hire someone or choose someone for a particular task and this is for your dream? This is for something that you are trying to create. Just like this podcast I'm doing right now. I am trying to create something and do something and speak on things that I have experience that I don't hear many other people talking about. And in doing so, it takes time. You have to use your creative mind. And I have a vision and I don't know all the steps that's needed. But what I do know, that is what I am requesting. What is it that you're dreaming about that you know, this is what I want and this is the way I want to get there? You're not going to take anyone else's standards. You're not going to accept anybody's standards that are below yours. And it, it's not even a level of below. It's just different. You can call my standards high. But for me, they're not high. They're just standards. It could be just basic standards for me, basic requests. I'm not trying to do too much like my children say. Just like right now. I asked my matter of fact, I didn't ask him. He tried to surprise me because he knows I like a certain cookie from the Girl Scouts. He asked me, hey, I'm here by the Girl Scouts. What kind of cookie is it? Do you want? I said, lemonades. I love the lemonades. He said, OK, I got two boxes. And so I'm like, yes. And so I have my mind made up. My taste buds are ready. But when he gets home to bring me those lemonades and when he came home, do you know what it was? It was lemon ups, lemon ups. I've never heard of lemon ups. It is not what I requested. It is not what I wanted. Yes, he had good intentions, but the quality wasn't the same. It's not what I expected. That was not the end result. But as I'm recording this, he just came in and brought me my lemonade cookies. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. If you're listening. 
thank you, thank you. He has made it up. I have my limits. But that, but we have an idea. We have an, a goal. We have a goal, and that's what we are expecting. It's great if you exceed it, but it has to meet the expectation and the end use of what we've requested. Have you thought about what it is that you're very specific of? Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's the daycare. That's something you should be very specific about. How many baths are they getting? Do you want them to even have baths? Maybe you don't even want them to, to, to do that. Like, I'll take care of that when I get home. They can have a simple wash-up. Like, what is it that you are very specific about? No, I don't want them to have this bottled milk. I want them to have breast milk. There's certain things that you have chosen and have been very specific about. And you don't have to give all the details. What about what if they're allergic to it? What if it messes up their stomach or anything? You, you just don't know all of the reasons why something has been requested. And to provide all of that information of the whys and why nots can be counterproductive. So you're not going to get all that information up front, especially like in the workplace during training. You're not going to get all the whys and the why nots as you're being trained because it's too much for you to comprehend, especially when you're dealing with systems and computers and, and information. So I'm saying all this to say that there are so many small ways that we can improve our workplace culture, our workplace relationships, the people that you are dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis, the people that you are spending more time with than your own family. Let's make it a more positive environment. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take a lot. If we all made small changes, if we change the way we interact with people, how we spoke to people, how we were mindful of changed attitudes, maybe someone is going through something. It would make your workplace so much better, so much calmer. And as I've said in other previous episodes, if you have not listened, please tune in. But we can't expect change to come from the top. If you are working in a workplace where your environment is deplorable, where you can't stand going in there, when you walk in, you feel the cringe, we can't expect the top to change it. Yes, you can leave and go to another job, but it's not guaranteed that one's going to be even better. What is important is that we all make the small changes that we can to improve our workplace. So give a little grace, give a little mercy when someone is asking for you to follow the steps provided or to um, do things a certain way, to follow the steps. There's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. And 
Community Solutions is all about solutions with souls in mind. And how do we go about doing that? The solution is always K-I-M, Karma Intuition Mindfulness. Karma, treat people how you want to be treated. In this scenario, in this episode, in this topic, if this was your business, how would you want to be treated? If this was your product or your service, how would you want it to be accomplished? You want it done your way, right? That is the right way. Use your intuition. What is their intention? Are they capable? Are they considerate? Are they listening? Are they, are they welcome? Are they open? These are all things we need to take into consideration. And then mindfulness, understanding that everyone makes mistakes. Everyone has a different way of delivering their request and their expectations. And if you are accepting it, you are signing up for this. Let's not get it wrong. I have had positions where just because they were unknowledgeable on ways to make things more efficient, that it was not in their procedures. So yes, I bring it up to management. Hey, I see you have this here. I can simplify this by doing this. Is that okay? Or can I show you, or after this deadline, do you mind if I do a, show you, you know, show you a trial run? That's something that I do. That's something that I've done. So just being mindful, being open. It's not about being a control freak. It's not about it being my way or the highway. That's not what it's about. It's about having the end result. This is what I want. This is what I need. This is what I'm requesting. And in my mind, I'm requesting it because down the road, I want to be able to do this, 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 and this. For example, I was working with someone and it was a great idea. I was working with someone and they were like, hey, I can use AI to generate this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, that's something new. We can look into it. But then I had to call them back and say, no, that's not a good idea for me. Because down the road, when I get ready to write a book, I want it to be my voice. I want it to be my thoughts. I want it to be congruent and in alignment with everything else that I put out. Does that make sense? So decisions that we make now to you are for, a, for this reason, but someone else may be thinking down the line. So be mindful, be open, be considerate, be transparent. That is the right way. I am Kim the SME. I hope you have listened to my perspective and thought about it and applied it if it's applicable. I hope you have thought about ways and tasks that you desire to be done the right way. And I hope that you are more open and forgiving and allowing with others. We are all learning. We are all experiencing. 
and we are all applying. I am Kim the SME. You all have a blessed one. Bye. I love it how when I have a thought and then I hear someone else explain it so much better. Before I sign out, I want you all to listen to this conversation between Christopher Williamson and Alex Hormozzi as they talk about what I just discussed about how people often find people with high standards and call them names hoping that they will minimize their dreams. Tune in. All right, so we're going to go through some of the best lessons I've learned from you over the last couple of months. First one, control freak is a word people with low standards use to describe people with high standards. You're not a control freak. You just want it done right the first time. You're not anxious. You care. Do not expect mediocre people to support world-class goals. I think most people feel really lonely when you want something that doesn't currently exist. And so some people call that dream. Some people call that goals, whatever it is, you're trying to pull something from your mind into reality and you want it done a certain way. And if it's not done that way, it's not what you imagined. And so people on the outside will throw stones and call you names that they think will change your behavior and get you to stop. And the more I have been the person trying to pull things into reality, the more I've tried to weather and build kind of defenses against those things so that when those stones get hurled at you by being called a control freak or by saying you micromanage things or that you have incredibly high standards, the answer is yes, because I want it done right the first time. Because either way, we're going to, if you have enough will, it's going to get done the way that I want it to get done regardless. And it'll be less painful if we just do it right the first time, because we will still have to do it. And you may have to do it three or four more times, but eventually you will just succumb to the fact that we're going to do it this way.